welcome to Astrology Today, your daily look at the planetary movements and how astrology may affect and hopefully improve your life. Hi there, I'm Norma Lachance. I'm your host. I'm a life coach, a mathematician, and an inspired astrologer. And you've joined me for the full moon in Scorpio edition of the podcast for Monday, April 26th, 2021. Welcome to the podcast and happy full moon in Scorpio. Yes, there's lots of things happening today. So many things to talk about. So we are going to do our usual full moon session where I take a couple of example charts. Of course, it's going to be really interesting. But I also wanted to point out that the newsletter came out today, excuse me, and came based on a question from a listener, our friend John from Down Under sent me a, a question around strong planets and how to know what a strong planet is. So I decided to write the whole newsletter on that. So if that's something of interest to you, certainly check that out. <clears throat> you can find the newsletter uh, link in the program notes, or you can send me an email to astrologydiva, that's dva at gmail.com, and I'll certainly send you the link. Okay, let's get right to it and talk about the full moon. All right, well, let's talk about this full moon in Scorpio. It's occurring at seven degrees of Scorpio, six minutes. I think I gave you that homework over the weekend to have a look at your chart and see if you can figure out where seven degrees Scorpio is for you. It is occurring at 8.32 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. That's my time zone. So for those of us here in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, if you have a nice clear night, you might be able to see that full moon. Always an exciting thing to be able to see the planets actually out there. It makes it uh, definitely much more real. Now let's remind ourselves how this works. So the the full moon is the halfway through the lunar cycle. The lunar cycle starts with the new moon. Then, you know, about two weeks later, the moon and the sun are opposite each other. And that's what we have right now is that this opposition between the moon and the sun, that's what creates a full moon. So again, when we, what we know about oppositions, it's around balancing, balancing the energies of the archetypes of the two planets. So here we are trying to balance our needs, which are represented by the sun, the moon rather, and our wants, the things that we want and that we're going for in our life. And that's represented by the sun. Now, what's also happening in this particular full moon is that the moon is also opposite Venus, as well as being opposite Uranus. And so there's a lot of big three oppositions happening here at this full moon. Now, I got to tell you, as a teacher, I remember full moons, I remember, you know, the kids acting squirrely. And that has always been, you know, sort of a thing that has come up when the full moon arrives is that people's behaviors seem to go a little haywire. And that, you know, can be, of course, because the moon rules our behaviors. But now that we have these added oppositions, this might actually add a little bit of fuel to the fire, as it were. And so moon opposite Venus, perhaps here we're trying to balance our needs and uh, our comfort and where we find comfort, our instincts with our values or our love that we're having experiencing in our life or how we're relating to others. Those are all very, excuse me, Venusian things. Moon opposite Uranus, here we are perhaps balancing our needs with our independence, our rebel side of ourselves and trying to get our needs met in that way. Now let's remember that because it's in Scorpio, that's going to really dictate how we are having these emotions, these feelings coming forward. And so very much deep 
intense emotions. Scorpio is this very dive deep into things, get to the bottom of things. It's not about light conversation with Scorpios. And it may be also around purging. Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, which is the planet of purging and, you know, get a, getting rid of what really is not working in terms of how we're finding our, our comfort. So that's basically the flavor of this full moon. It is quite intense because it is a fixed water sign in Scorpio. That's definitely going to add to the intensity. And then we need to look at, well, where is this going to affect me, Norma? So that's the next part. All right, well, now we've got a flavor or sense of the, the full moon. It's always fun to look at specific charts. Now, if you're a regular listener, you know that I always start with my partner because he does enjoy, you know, hearing about his chart. And every time I give homework, I can hear him yell from some part of our condo, where is it in my chart? It's always happening. So let's start off with that. So in my partner's chart, the moon, the, the full moon rather, is going to be in his 10th house. And opposite that, the sun will be in his fourth house. And let's remember that, you know, this is different than the new moon where both the sun and the moon are in the same position. Here at a full moon, we have two houses that we need to connect together because they're opposite each other. And remember that we're trying to balance, right? Oppositions are around trying to balance things. And so here, this full moon for my partner could be around balancing his emotions, his behaviors around his career or his social status with his goals and his purpose on the home front. So it's this classic, you know, work life balance, trying to figure out where that could be balanced. Perhaps there's a bit too much energy in the career piece, or perhaps there's a bit too much energy in the home front. And so it's around balancing those two together. All right, well, the second example I have kind of exciting. Uh, we have a brand new listener that's joined us, Aiden, uh, from uh, Providence, Rhode Island, sent me his birth information. And as a bonus, it's his birthday today. So happy birthday, Aiden. I just want to say that whenever it's somebody's birthday, I always make the recommendation to get a solar return chart done. And that's the best time to do that, of course, is, you know, a little bit before your birthday, but it's never too late to look at your solar return chart because it does give you the theme for the year. So here's <clears throat> Aiden's birth information, April 26, 2002, Providence, Rhode Island, born at 10, 12 a.m. Well done, Aiden, giving me all those details. Love it. So having a look at Aiden's chart, here we have the moon. The full moon is in his fifth house, and that is opposite the sun being in his 11th house. And so here it may be around balancing his, you know, needs around finding that his needs met in terms of creativity and fun. Fifth house is recreation and fun and creativity, all that childlike energy with perhaps balancing that with your 11th house, 11th house themes of social goals. So and any purpose, purpose or aims that you have around your groups, where you have perhaps social causes that are important to you or anything that you're doing with like minded people, which, of course, given that it's your birthday, I'm guessing you're probably going to get together with those people.
All right, as promised, I've got horoscopes for earth signs for the month of May. Now, just as a reminder that you need to be reading not only your sun sign, but also your ascendant sign. Read both of those to get a better or clearer picture of your horoscope. So for our, our, our birthday uh, listener here, for Aiden, he's got uh, sun in Taurus and ascendant in Cancer. And so Aiden, you need to be reading both of those. So here we go, earth signs for the month of May, starting off with Taurus. Get ready for Taurus season as the sun shines in your sign. This is a perfect time to focus on making yourself happy and satisfied through all those things you love, like good food or massage. You may want to appreciate beauty in all its forms after the 10th of the month. Moving on to Virgo. Continuing education and learning may be a major theme in the month of May. Strong messages appear after the 5th as you feel more like yourself in the middle of the month. Any major decisions around travel and or other long-distance commitments need to be done before the 29th. And finally, Capricorn. Creative expression may be a focus for you in May. This could be an opportune phase to bring your strategic goals into reality by staying true to your values and remaining open to feedback. You may also want to have fun and connect with any children in your life. joining me on the podcast again today. Yes, everything full moon is always interesting to look at charts. Remember that I'm always interested in what's on your mind. Do you have any questions about astrology or something specific about your natal chart? Certainly send that my way to astrologydiva, that's D-V-A at gmail.com, or you can leave me an audio message right there on Spotify, Anchor, or Apple. If you do listen to me on Apple Podcast, I would just ask that you subscribe, rate, and review. It just makes it easier for other people to find me. I hope you have a fantastic day, and I look forward to speaking to you again very soon. Thank you.